Chicago hard, Chicago hard, Chicago hard. Up and into them, right from the start of the game. the Chicago State of Mind. We are a Chicago sports podcast from the perspectives of Southside guys with an unapologetic Chicago bias. If this city could talk, it would say Chicago versus everybody. All right, audience, we are back. And this week, man, we are joined by a legend, a a disruptor in in, in the game, not just hip hop. We talking about hoops, films, all that, man. Ice Cube, talk to him. How you doing, bro? Thanks for pulling up with us. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, really appreciate talking to you guys. Uh, and shit, let's get it. So I, I just want to—I want to jump right to it, man. What what went into the big three, man? Like, I mean, dude, like I said, disruptor in hip hop, films. What what was it for basketball? Well, I kind of saw a void in the in the market in a in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we. Me, guys like me, you know, we usually like hibernate between the finals and and NFL. So I was like, and it must be a lot of people that's like me that just hate some sports. They just, they lag, they don't have excitement. And, you know, could we bring us a, a summer sport around that could fill that void? And, you know, three on three is the little cousin of five on five. You know, everybody that's ball has played a little three on three. So probably more three on three than five on five. So, you know, it was kind of like, yo, I think there's an audience for this. We got a sport that that people uh, play, but they haven't elevated it to the professional level. And kind of that's where the, the wheel started spinning. And it took us a year to come up with all the rules, to come up with all the, the different uh, philosophies of the league, uh, business model, um, and then finding the right people that can actually really pull it off. You know, it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking. Six year, right? So like open up here in Chicago this weekend, United Center, hey, everybody that's listening, make sure you get y'all asses out there. No reason not to be there. Uh, we got Twist in the building, Chicago Ledger, Kusha Confer. Who else, Cube? Who, who am I missing out on? Do or Die, Shauna is coming through. You know, and we're still trying to grab a few more. Um, We're we honoring the 50, 50th anniversary of hip-hop this year. We're going to celebrate it. And it's cool because we can do the 50th anniversary of Chicago hip-hop, you know. So 
we got people from all areas coming through and um, entertaining the, the folks. Uh, you probably have some Chicago personality stopping by. You know, you never know who you're going to see at the big three. I don't never know sometimes <laughs> who's going to walk Sometimes I'm even surprised at who pops up. And uh, I'm always pleasantly surprised. That means, you know, we the place to be. We uh, we the best thing going into town and everybody show up. So this season, you guys have gone back to the regular tour model. Could you just kind of give us some insight into what went into that? Because I know last year you guys were kind of, you know, doing it was like a little bit of a different stop. I mean, you guys came to Chicago a couple times last year. Yeah, you know, it, it's like a, a, a bubble. Like, you know, we had to, after COVID, we didn't have a season during COVID. But after COVID, in the 21st, I mean, uh, 2021, we, we were worried about variants. We were worried about our players catching it. And, you know, with, with the NBA, you know, one team catching maybe two teams, but with ours, the whole league can go down. So we had to be extra cautious. So we were in a bubble, you know, in 21. And then in 22, damn monkeypox was out. Like people was yeah. worried about the monkeypox stuff. So we was like, damn. So we went into another bubble. And this this league is not meant to be in one city for 10 weeks straight. You know, we're built to go from city to city, you know, like an all-star game or something. And, and so we was off model. Now we're back on model. Now we're going to, you know, nine, 10 different cities, um, Chicago, Dallas, Memphis, uh, Charlotte, Miami, Detroit, Boston, and DC and uh, London, the O2 Arena. So we back yeah. we back to what we started with, you know, what what the league was meant to do. London, huh? That hey, hey, Al, we gonna have to pull up, man. For sure, man, we got to. <laughs> so so Q with with the league, man. One of the things that we noticed just covering it and following it is just the physicality. The trash talking. I mean, you got coaches out there, you know, GP. Yeah, GP, he's never too shy about, you know, what he got to say out there. But is that kind of like the flavor that you were looking for when you created this thing? Is that kind of what you had in mind of just being that anti-NBA, for lack of better words? Yeah. Yeah, you know, to see what we used to. You know, we used to seeing guys playing at the park, you know what I mean, get a little physical, everybody talking a little trash. Nobody going to get a tech out there. You know, so uh, I wanted to bring that same passion back to basketball. You know, I think the NBA is great, but, you know, sometimes the fouls are a little ticky-tack and some and, and the texts are ridiculous. You know, you yep. get a tech for staring at a guy. You get a tech for getting in their face. You get a tech for saying something. Like, that's no fun. Nobody watched the game to see our favorite players get thrown out or get texts. So um, I didn't want that as a part of my league, you know, no technical fouls for, for trash talking. Matter of fact, we actually give out an award for the best trash talker of the year. So we actually encourage it because I think it makes guys play harder when somebody in their face talking head, you know, um, It'll make you play harder than if your mama was watching, if somebody got in your face. Ain't <laughs> nobody going for that. So that's what I want. I want that that energy, that passion. I want the guys to, to have a reason to play hard. 
and I mean, with with that in mind, I mean, not only just the physical aspect of the thing, but people got to be in shape because Al, man, we were there last year in Chicago. I'm like, bro, these guys are going 45 minutes nonstop. Got to be in shape, you know. No garbage minutes because there are no minutes. First to 50, and it's a sprint. Um, so everybody's sprinting. They trying to get they trying to get them 50 points. So they they don't take. You can't take a, a playoff. Um, and it's fast paced, 14 second shot clock. So you have to get that ball up. You got to get a shot up. Uh, no time to, to mess around. So it's a fast paced game. You know, what, what I noticed in our games, you actually see the guys sweating full. <laughs> they be all out sweating. You know, in the NBA, you can see a guy play 48 minutes and not a drop of sweat come off of him. So I don't <laughs> they know. Maybe on some cool stuff, Cube. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but, but, you know, we wanted to do everything we could to make sure guys gave it their all and guys were not treating this like a, a pickup game or something like that. We, we got incentives all the way around. Like, if you win the game, you get more money than if your team lose the game. So that right there is an incentive to play hard. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no little management, man. When you're getting paid more to win the game, it's it's that competition that you guys are bringing to the table. That's what people love, man. People love that it's real competition. Um, no funny business when it comes to us. You know, we, you know, we don't care who wins. To be honest, you know, we just want a good game, fair game, uh, play by the rules, um, and give everybody a shot to win. But. You know, we have no stake in who wins or who loses, um, which is fine. That's cool. You know, makes me actually enjoy the game more when I'm just kind of observing everything and not worried about the score. So one thing I wanted to ask you, I, I saw that you said on a, on another interview that the big three was one of your one of your greatest accomplishments. And for, you know, me and Al, I mean, just looking at your career and just, man, just being, you know, huge fans of you and your music and your films. What went into that thought of, like, this being your greatest accomplishment? Because it's, it, it's been the hardest. And, you know, with with records, you know, Dr. Dre lived three, three houses down from me, you know, uh, for a period of time. And so I was able to, to kind of be discovered by him in music. And then I run into John Singleton, you know, as I go solo, and he discovered me and put me in a movie. So, you know, not saying that it was easy, but I didn't go through the 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 fire, so to speak. Uh, now, I was a local, you know, I was a local rapper trying to get on for a couple of years. But for the most part, you know, um, I was with some established people who were great at what they do. And, and so with this, you know, nobody's setting a table for me. I'm setting a table for for people that I admire, for my heroes, um, to be able to work this closely with Dr. J and Iceman and Gary Payton and them dudes and see them every week and interact with them and call them and talk to them about the league. And, you know, that's, that's dream come true stuff. And I want to make sure we set a great stage for, for these guys because they deserve it. And it's not easy. You know, nobody, the NBA don't want this to happen. Um, 
other leagues probably don't want it to happen because we all compete for sponsor dollars and attention and 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 but we're here to stay and so um it hasn't been easy and so when I look at it, it is my greatest accomplishment because it's bigger than me and bigger than my career. Got to be a joy to have Dr. J and some of these legends to be part of that, man. Tell me about the experience, just being able to talk with those guys often about the sport and having their involvement on an ongoing basis, Q. Dream come true stuff. Um, just to be able to have a conversation with them. You know, I have met all these guys at different times in my career. Some of them I met, you know, at all-star games. Some of them I met, we did commercials together uh, for ABC or whatever. And so um, when I had this idea to be able to call them up and say, you know, this, you know, this is something that, that I want you guys to take a look at and tell me what you think. And um, if y'all love it, would y'all be a part of it and to get, so many people looking at what we had and saying, yes, uh, you got to understand these guys get approached by every guy with a cockamamie basketball idea, you know? So right. to get all these Hall of Famers to, to look at our plan and say, yes, you know, was just an honor and, and I can't, you know, I can't let them down. And so, it, it, it's why I get up and I work so hard to make sure that I treat these guys with the respect that they deserve and that the world continues to treat them with the respect that they deserve um, as coaches and um, and take, you know, what they're doing, you know, as serious as they take any other coach. So, you know, that's why it's been, it's been my biggest and best accomplishment because I'm setting the stage for other people. So when you look around the league and you look at the various the coaches and, and the players that are involved, I mean, that has to get you excited. When you look at some of these foreign players, Iso Joe, I hear he's back. Best, you know, three-on-three -three player in the world. I don't know why they could tell me otherwise. But, you know, how does that feel for you, man, when you just look at these rosters and just see from year one to where you guys are at now, just like the, the competitive balance in the league? You know, that's another thing that's, that amazes me. You know, when we look at all the players that, you know, play for the league this year, but have come through the league, you know, from Allen Iverson, you know, um, to, uh, uh, you know, Stoudemire, you know, Nate Robinson, um, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, and so to continue that with, you know, Joe Johnson, Gerald Green, um, you know, Nick Young, um, you know, Mario Chalmers, uh, you know, Michael Beasley, like, you know, to still be able to go with, with guys that everybody know and, and have them, you know, play with guys that you might not know, but they got game and they, they handling and, and handling their own in the big three. You know, guys like Isaiah Briscoe, uh, Kevin Murphy, you know, looking at what Glenn Rice Jr. did last year as a rookie of the year and, um, and guys like Elijah Stewart, who, you know, he, he started off great and ended up um, being called up to the G League. So um, looking at these players too, kind of established themselves in the midst of, of all these names and all these star players, it's, it's been cool too. You know, the, the, the sport has its own 
unique skill set. And um, it's good to see that our own athletes are starting to make a name for themselves as well, not just NBA uh, legends. You brought up Glenn Rice Jr. Obviously, he's coached by uh, Nancy Lieberman. I got a chance to speak with her earlier today, and she had nothing but, you know, just great things to say about you. Can you just talk to me about or talk to us about that relationship you have with Nancy and how it came to be she became the first uh, female coach in the victory? Yeah, Nancy is an amazing person. Uh, she cares about people. You know, it's not just basketball. Uh, she really cares about people, and it comes across. She's been the the you know one of the best ambassadors for the Big Three. Uh, speaking us up every time she uh, has a microphone in her face, uh, wearing our shirts, wearing our you know. Um, wearing our merchandise, even around the NBA, and, and letting everybody who would listen know that they need to, to work with us. And so we're grateful for Nancy because she, she, uh, she agreed to be a coach in 2018. Um, and she, she asked me straight up, she said, why me, Q? Why you want me to be a coach, you know? I guess she thought that we was we probably was trying to check off a box, say we got the first <laughs> female coach, blah blah blah. And my my words to her was, I think you can win. You know, I, I think you uh, understand what we what we're trying to do with our game, and I think that you know how to communicate with these men, and and you can win it. And so I think she appreciated me looking at her as a basketball coach and not a female basketball coach. And she she made me look like a genius because when she came, she won the championship her first year. And then to prove it wasn't a fluke, Lisa Leslie became a coach the second year in 2019. And then she won the championship and coach of the year, which is voted on by the coaches. So, um, you know, I think we've shown the world that doesn't matter, you know, what gender you are, if you know the game and you can communicate, you should be a coach at the highest level. Yeah, I got to ask you about Snoop because I, I understand he, he does he have uh, ownership ties in one of the teams in the league right now? Yeah, he, um, you know, we, we have something called FEET, which is Forever Experience Action Tokens. They're kind of like NFTs, but much better because there's actually things you can do with ours. It's not just a picture. So, you know, you can, you know, uh, get owner-like benefits. Um, you know, if you bought one of our, our NFTs, then depending on the one you got, you get different status, different um, access, you know, great seats, great parking, you know, uh, VIP parties, uh, come to practice, uh, access to the arena. You know, you just, you know, basically are treated like an owner. And uh, and he bought a couple, so he's a part owner of the Bivouac. And, um, but we treat him like an owner any damn way. He didn't have to do that, but <laughs> he, he wanted to support. You know, he wanted to support. 
and uh, we appreciate it for that. This is a black-owned league, big three. But I know, Cube, you're not going to just like, that's not going to be the thing that you're going to tie it on. But I feel like when you see your brother Snoop, like, supporting you, that's just, like, real love. It's not even anything about the fact of what it costs. He just wants to support you. Y'all brothers, y'all go way back. And I just think that we need to see more of that, I think, out here in the community. Without a doubt, you know, LL has been down from day one. He was an early investor. You know, we've gotten a lot of love from uh, Kanye. Um, Shout out to you. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so it uh, it's important that we support each other's ventures, uh, especially when we're trying to do something larger than life, something bigger than, than our normal uh, music and movies. Uh, it's very important that we support each other and help each other in any way, shape, or form. So before we get you out of here, I, I want to ask you two things. First, I want to know what's the proudest moment you've had since the Big Three's been an exception? And then I can ask you, uh, what happened to your Lakers? <laughs> what happened to who? To your Lakers. <laughs> my Lakers. <laughs> uh, my proudest moment, um, I got to say, is probably um, – if Nancy Lieberman winning the championship in 2018 because um, a lot of people, like I said, thought we were checking the box, and for her to win it, it, it like it broke all the theories uh, that everybody have. Can a can a woman coach meal, men as a head coach and win? And so um, we proved that point and. And we were first, and <laughs> and you know, can't beat that. So that's that's I think my proudest moment. And the Lakers, the Lakers did good this year. If you if you think about how they started, like nobody and their mama thought they were gonna make it to the uh, Western Conference Finals at all. How they started, people was even thinking they weren't gonna make the playoffs. Right. So those trades were good, um, mm -hmm. but. You need to be big, you know. When the Lakers won the championship in 2020, they had they had some help for Anthony Davis. You know, they had Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, uh, another big, and and he was able to play a power forward position that I think he likes better than center. So, with guys like Joker in the in the mix, you got to get big. You know, we got to get big again, and 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 get him some help, and. Uh, that might that might get him to the championship. We took Caruso from y'all, but you know we didn't really do much with him. Huh? <laughs> Caruso is dope. We hated to lose him, and Lakers don't care about draft picks. You know, Lakers are yeah. We know free agent yeah, team. You know, they'll we, trade them away in a second. Yeah, we go after players we know already that can play. You know, we don't really we don't really you know um, grow our draft picks into superstars. You know kind of get them to a certain point, trade them for somebody we really want. I got a bone to pick with you, Cube. I heard you all the time. I heard you all time top five. You said Shaq, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, oh, yeah. Kobe, and Magic, and you left off Michael Jordan. What do you say to Chicago? I, I, said, I, said, I said, wait, who, who was my top five? Let me hear that. Okay, you said Shaq, Tim Duncan, mm -hmm. LeBron James. I did. Yep. LeBron James. Magic and Kobe. Magic. Ooh, that's, that's, like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, 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 that
Yeah, it is. Let 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 me. Um, you know, I I think. Ooh, it's it's hard to replace any of those, but um, I I'd, I'd replace LeBron with with uh, MJ. <laughs> there we go yeah for sure we can take that mj next level so excuse my french i misspoke but uh (laughs) definitely michael jordan top one shit he's the best that's right we'll take that q we take it hey you listen you're gonna be in this and you're gonna be in this house on on, on sunday q (laughs) (laughs) you know how mike built you know i hope he blessed us uh, with some, you know, some good luck, some of the luck that he had up in there. And uh, I'm going to go rub the statue, rub the head on the statue, and hopefully we can pack it out. Yes, sir. Hey, well, Q-Bet, thanks again, brother, for, for pulling up with us. We're going to come by and introduce ourselves to you at the Mixer tomorrow, man. But, man, all love, and thanks oh. for coming on. Appreciate you, Q. Anytime, man. Thanks for the support. You know, we really need the support of the community to, to show that, you know, we can build something like the NBA was built. You know, it was built off of, you know, people believing in the league and, and, and um, you know, giving the right attention to the league. And we appreciate, we appreciate everybody supporting us. Please keep supporting and, uh, and have your friends support too. That's what's up, man. Hey, man, thanks again. And we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. All right, Take appreciate it easy. you. Yes, sir. You Jordan was, he never asked me to do something that he didn't fucking do. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way.